There today, this is Jennifer Watson, and today we're here with Tom, who has a disability. And we're going to talk with him today just about how he deals with that disability and a day in the life of Tom. So, Tom, if you could please introduce yourself and just tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, hi, I am Tom. I have a disease called COPD, which affects my ability to breathe deeply and do many things. I brought it on myself by being a teenage smoker and continuing this very after high school. Uh, in fact, it was encouraged by them. They sold cigarettes for half the price of what they were out in the civilian world and gave you actually benefits to sit around or smoke while other people had to police the area, but <laughs> not their fault, my fault. Uh, didn't affect me for years. I thought I was immune to it. Um, got pneumonia in my later years in my, probably in my fifties. Uh, went to the hospitations and everything to get rid of the uh, pneumonia. And contributing uh, factor to that. So I did. Um, a few months later, my left lung collapsed while I was sleeping. And we called the uh, emergency people. They brought me to the hospital and they reinflated my lung. And uh, the pulmonary doctor that I had didn't work at the hospital I was at. So he had me transferred to his hospital. Uh, top of my lungs, well, no, let me back up. Uh, he put me on a ventilator because it was Memorial Weekend, Tuesday. So while on the ventilator, uh, my lung. Exploded at the top, and all the air came rushing out of my left lung. And um, I looked like the uh, Michelin tire man for a little while while the air rushed around my that portion to do a surgery. And they went in and they removed that lobe that had burst open, me breathing. Uh, later removed the tube, the ventilator, and uh, sent me to rehab because during that process I had completely atrophied my muscles. I think that's my word. And uh, couldn't walk, couldn't hold my, learn how to do everything again. doing 
pretty well, actually. And um, my pulmonary guy said I was a level one COPD, which is the best level to be at. You at five, you're on oxygen all the time. And at one, you're not. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. And COVID happened. And I'm going to blame COVID for me. I didn't do a darn thing but sit in my lounge chair and watch TV. And I didn't do any exercise, which is a key to keeping your COPD under control. The more exercise you get, the stronger your lungs get more if you don't exercise. Uh, so I'm at that point now. Having difficulty at all. Uh, so I went back into rehab. They are now trying to build up my strength again. And uh, I'm doing better for every day. I, I'm getting stronger lungs and stronger legs and stronger arms. Uh, not getting any smart. And I'm hoping over the next 8, 12, 16 weeks, I can get back to being functional and uh, be able to do more things. Uh, uh, used to be able to dance for four minutes before I had to sit down. <laughs> now I can't even dance for a minute. <laughs> uh, story of my COPD pretty much. So what symptoms do you have now? Just being out of breath all the time? Uh, shortness of breath. Uh, the odd thing is when, when I do an O2 meter, my oxygen level in my blood will be good, but I'll be panting <laughs> if I walk up a fair. I do any kind of manual labor, breathing heavy. Um, again, that's from being out of shape. It's not a lung function, it's a your out of shape function. So again, I've done it to myself. Uh, I'm working on it. There is no solution. There's no cure. COPD starts at one, ends at five, and at six, they throw dirt on you. Uh, so we're hoping to get back to give it a strong one and start walking again. Dog would look like that. So. I have goals. I'm working toward them. Uh, to continue. <laughs> so that's changed your life. You aren't able to dance anymore and not able to do handyman work and things like that that you haven't done and you used to do in the past. Right. Okay. I'm just a lump on a chair now. <laughs> Um, your COPD isn't that visible as far as people seeing you when you're out. Do you, do you ever feel like you've had any discrimination or anything against you when you're out? Or do people ignore you or try to help you? <laughs> I 
because of COVID, uh, drugs and chemicals to break up the phlegm that's in your chest and so you can expel it. Uh, so you cough. And wearing the mask, uh, I'll be walking around and I start coughing and people spread out. <laughs> 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 I didn't do spread fear. <laughs> um, what accommodations do you need when you go out? I know you have a handicap placard that you use. I have a handicap placard because uh, I, I can't walk long distances without losing my work. Um, I don't bring portable oxygen with me. Uh, unless I expect to be doing something that exerts myself, such as going to an exercise class or something. Um, I do have portable oxygen that I can take and uh, uh, encourage not to do it by my doctors unless necessary. That's where I'm at with that. So how's your family reacted to having this illness? Are they supportive and helpful for you? Yes, they're, they're supportive. Uh, uh, pretty much ignore it. <laughs> Act like it's everything's normal. I still have personality. I still like to play cards and I can do that without dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> sit around and talking and stuff. It's just active stuff that, uh, and they understand that I, I can't jump up and, and wait on them hand and foot when they're over visiting. And, uh, other than that, everything's pretty much normal. Yeah, it sounds like you've had good doctors so far. Have you ever had any bad experiences in the healthcare system where they didn't take your symptoms seriously or have you ever felt well, like you've been mistreated? I have a doctor now that it's not very intense. His answer, whenever I ask him, congestion, my heart's beating fast, he says, you have COPD. Okay. That's the answer. And he leaves it at that. And I would like I would like something delved into a little deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm getting now that uh, uh, my rehab, the nurses and stuff, are giving me a lot more information and helping me through all this stuff than my pulmonary doctor was. So in the end, it's going to be okay. I don't know if I'm going to change doctors or not. He has a great reputation as far as a surgeon, but it's... Uh, Bedside matters, <laughs> not the best. Um, do you feel like you have control over your disability, that you can do things to make it better? No. No? Other than exercise. Okay. Exercise is my only thing. That can improve, and it's going to improve to a minor extent. It's not going to make a huge, huge, huge. I'm, I'm not going to make it go away. I improve it. 
Would you say though that you're satisfied overall with your life right now? I'm just, well, that's a tough one. I would, there are a lot of things that I wish I could do that I'm not, can't do, which I, I won't go into in specifics, but uh, I'm satisfied to my life as far as being around people who love me and care about me and, and uh, help me and, and uh, all of those things. Just, I wish I could do better by them. <laughs> And how do you view your disability? Do you feel like it's a challenge for you or um, that it's just a dead end prognosis or how do you, are you optimistic about it and improving it at all? It's a challenge for me. It's an embarrassment for me to walk like an old man to the grocery store and uh, hang on to the cart for balance and uh, i'm 74 but i feel 94 and I, and I don't like people wanting to open doors for me and and, and do things for me when i'm thinking i should be able to do those things for myself okay not that i don't appreciate it <laughs> But people do. They, they see us walk, Leonard and I walk hand in hand. Leonard's my, we, we walk hand in hand because it helps us balance one another. There you go. <laughs> and other people see it and they go, oh, and that. Children, <laughs> old people hold me. Well, that also kind of brings me to my next question, um, and we'll start to wrap up in a little bit here, but um, as a counselor, um, I want to help people who do have disabilities, and I wanted to know what you feel personally would be helpful if for things to say or do, try to help you with accommodations. Is it something that you want to bring up on your own? Do you want me to ask questions? How would you prefer to have that done? Uh, I think motivation is probably the, the strongest thing I could have. See, somebody could call and say, did you get on the walker today? Did you cover the treadmill today? Did you get on the, the bicycle? Did you do anything, exercise? Uh, did you get out of your and uh, what didn't let me be? I will. Yes, I will. I have a 10 30 appointment and I'll do it before you call. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for more accountability in your things? Right. I procrastinate my middle was procrastination. And we'll take that advantage. What's the best way someone can bring up your disability to you? Or is it something that you would only want to bring up if you need to? Uh, 
problem bringing it up to me. If she sees shoes or, or having to stand there for a minute and try and catch my breath and breathe before I start walking, she will uh, sit me back down, take my blood pressure, take my oxygen readings, uh, make sure that everything's copacetic before I move on to those whatever I wanted to do. Okay. She's a huge help to me. Okay. So um, would you want that brought up before you come into counseling that you need to bring your partner or that you need any kind of accommodation? You need an elevator, obviously, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't do stairs. Uh, right. I wouldn't necessarily need my partner. I would uh, expect who are my oxygen reading. Uh, I don't know if that's something counseling does or not. Maybe I bring my own equipment. Okay. Uh, but I would want to know those numbers. I want to know. Yeah, before you go on. Okay. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today, Tom. Uh, it sounds like you've got this kind of under control and you at least have a, a goal and options and head of you. Is there anything you'd like to say before we close up? Uh, if you had a call six weeks ago, the story would have been completely different. It's all new, new because uh, I, I passed Thank you so much. Uh -huh.